You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello listeners, welcome to the Tax Wrap podcast, episode 148. I'm Steve Burnham and I'm joined today by the Tax and Super Australia's Tax Council, Mr Peter Adams. Hi Peter. Good day, Steve. Thanks for being here. Now, um, <clears throat> Peter, it's not specifically about Christmas time, but one's thoughts turn to entertainment <laughs> at this time of year and, and in expectation and, and all that. But um, So not specifically about Christmas, but about entertainment, since that's going to come up soon in, yeah. in people's minds. Yes. Um, uh, we were having a little discussion before in the kitchen Yes. Uh, about sometimes entertainment is... Uh, well, taxable, yes. and sometimes it's not. Yes. And so I've, it seemed like a good idea to clear up the two, the yeah. difference between there. Yeah, it's always um, – it's one of those um, uh, concepts that um, there's always um, across um, not just professionals, but uh, b- tax professionals or yep. accounting professionals, but businesses as well, uh, and even employees as to whether the consumption of food and drink – is necessarily entertainment, what makes it entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and why that is central to people's thinking is because this concept of entertainment uh, permeates across both income tax, fringe benefits tax, and GST. Okay, all three. Well, all okay. three. Yeah. Um, um, and so it's central to our understanding as to what the food and drink constitutes, whether it's entertainment or not. Uh, because certainly in an income tax sense, if the expenditure represents what we term entertainment, yep. uh, essentially meal entertainment by way of food and drink, um, then it's non-deductible for income tax as an expense. Uh, so it has that relevance there. Yep. Um, and essentially, if it's non-deductible for income tax, then it may well also not be GST credible for the GST costs right. ascribed to that entertainment expenditure. So we're, t- we're talking about business taxpayers in this Business regard. taxpayers, okay. essentially, because yeah. that's where we're seeking to claim the deduction for right. it. Right, yeah. Um, so as a business, you're trying to argue that the expenditure is directly connected with the carrying on of your business and therefore should be deductible. Yeah. Um, but the way the deduction framework works under income tax is to suggest that, yes, you need to draw the connection between the expenditure and the carrying on of your business. Now, right. if I do the example of someone taking a client out to lunch, I can certainly say that's in connection with my business. Yep. But then if I satisfy that first requirement, I'm over, only over the first hurdle to be able to get the deduction. Right. The yep. second part of the deduction equation is, is there another section in the law that says you can't get a deduction for this type of expenditure. And is it? And when it comes to entertainment, yes, Steve, there uh, is. Okay, yeah. So the section there is section 32-5 of the Income Tax Assessment Act of 1997, which does say uh, even if the expense is directly connected with the carrying on of your business, if it is entertainment, then 32-5 takes it out of the deduction loop. Okay, yep. Um, and so unless you say it's not entertainment, whereby it remains a normal business cost, yep. you would be able to get the deduction. So but if you, if you, even if you can say it's a business-related cost, but it represents entertainment, yep. then 32-5 takes it out of the deductibility equation. So I suppose the, the, the crux of the matter is... How do you determine if it's entertainment or not entertainment? Yes, that is exactly the question. Right. And interestingly, Steve, we do have a definition 
of the term entertainment. Okay, really. And this is defined in income tax law. Uh, and both fringe benefits tax and GST leverages off this income tax definition. Right. It's a very short definition. And simply what the definition says is this. Entertainment means entertainment by way of food, drink, or recreation. Mm-hmm. And that's the part we're talking about. Yep. Now, then you think about that definition. You say, is that definition helpful? Well, it's not really. Oh, is that it? That, that, that's the end of that's the definition? That's the definition. Okay, it says... Right. Uh, entertainment means entertainment by way of food, drink, or recreation. Or then it adds a little bit of a tail to it to say including transport uh, or accommodation relevant to oh, yeah. the consumption of the food, drink, or recreation. Right, okay. Um, but it's essentially trying to determine whether food and drink is entertainment. But the definitional framework here is not helpful. No. Because the purpose of a definition, as we know, is to tell us what the word means. And which tax to apply or not, Correct. Yeah. Well, this definition doesn't because it mm. says entertainment means mm. entertainment by way of food, drink or recreation. <laughs> so it's not telling you what entertainment means. <laughs> so it's not really a good definition because it says entertainment means entertainment. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so it's ridiculous. Um, and so the ATO accepts that as a proposition, that it's not a very good definition. Okay. So in 1997, the ATO issued a ruling to give taxpayers guidance as to when the ATO will consider yep. food and drink consumption as entertainment. Right. And this ruling was issued as taxation ruling 97 slash 17. Right. Issued in 1997. So in that ruling, the ATO suggests this. When they look at the consumption of food and drink as to whether it's entertainment or not, and therefore non-deductible or deductible, depending yep. on their analysis of the expenditure, they will look at it in the context of four questions. Right. And these four questions can be noted as the why question, the what question, the where question, and the when question. Okay. So the why, what, where, and when. Right. And you don't live or die by any singular response to any one of those questions by itself. Mm-hmm. You look at all four questions together, and then on a balance, you take a view as to whether the expenditure represents entertainment or not. Okay. If it does, of course, then it's non-deductible for income tax, no GST credit is ascribed to it. Um, if it's not entertainment, then it's just a normal business cost, therefore yep. it is deductible. Okay. Yep. And so you start with the why question first, And the why question is trying to tease this out. It's trying to say, is the consumption of the food and drink tied to a social reason? Or is there a business reason why you're consuming the food and drink? And we use, by example, the scenario I sketched out before, where I've taken a client out to a lunch. Mm -hmm. I would suggest that is a business reason. And so I would be able to tick the first box under the why. Yeah, even though there's some social... There Maybe might you, be so, social, you might actually like the person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is a business it reason business. that underpins your presence it there. Is. That's right. And your consumption of the food and drink. Right. So you say the why is yes, but you, you don't necessarily pass the test just on the why. What's, what's the so next question? So then you go to the what. What, okay. And the what says, well, if you say the why is a business reason, then the what must bear it out. What that means is the what can't be lavish. The what can't be an elaborate sit-down meal. Oh, I see. It's got to be minimalist. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, the anticipation is that we're talking about a sandwich and a coffee. Right. A coffee and a muffin 
or yeah. just coffee. Yeah. Um, so that the what bears out the why. Okay. So the logic here is if you're saying you're meeting for business reasons, then the food has to be by the by. Yep. Yep. The food has to be minimalist, yep. not overpower the reason why you're there. It's functional. Functional. Right, right. And so when I have the why, and I'm only having a coffee and a muffin, a coffee and a sandwich, or co- sandwiches and orange juice, yep. um, then I'm able to say the what bears out the why. Yep. Then I have both the why and the what. Covered. Then I only need one of the other two. Now, what, what's the next one? The other two is the where, firstly. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, the where is not in my favor because it's not on business premises. Ah, uh, yeah, no. It's off-site yep. at a restaurant or a cafe. Right. So the where counts against me. But I do have the when. Because it's during business hours, oh, of course. not after business hours. Yep. So in that situation, I have the why, the what, and the when, Okay. which allows me to win the argument. So there's three out of four. There's three out of four, but you must always have the why and the what. Okay. And then one of the other two. Okay, on balance. Okay. To, to win the argument. All right, and cool. so in that situation, if I do have that, yep. then it's not entertainment. Which means it now becomes a normal business cost. Okay, that's Which good. means the 32-5 exclusion doesn't apply because it's not entertainment. Yep, yep. Okay. And therefore it becomes deductible. Does it, does it, um, now I know that uh, alcohol can uh, uh, fudge Paint. a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> does it um, um, unclarify the situation at all? Uh, it may because it may feature in your what. Okay. So when you say the what and there's alcohol comprised within that what, right. then you may not have the argument to suggest that the what bears out the what. Yeah, yeah, I see. Um, exactly. So that's your problem. It, it's, it's a very good four questions to keep in mind because I was just thinking of, say, a, you know, at lunchtime you might come down to, to a meeting room and the business providers say f- sandwiches yes. or finger food while you go over a presentation yes. or something. Yes. That's obviously a work-related expense. Yeah, well, yeah. The, this, this, so we've, we spoke about the why, what, where and when, yep. and that's the general framework that we apply when we test expenditure right. to see whether it's entertainment or not. But in this ruling that I mentioned, TR yep. 97 17, the ATO also says this specifically, that sustenance is never ever entertainment. Ah, okay. So sustenance would always be a deductible business cost. So then we talk about what is sustenance. So this is, for example, Steve, where I say to my staff, uh, we're going to work back till about 11 tonight. Yeah. I'll order in some pizzas yeah, yeah. and some oranges to sustain you through yeah. the extended work going. day. That's very and, good of you. that's sustenance. <laughs> that's yeah. sustenance. Yeah. And sustenance is Never, ever entertainment. Okay. Uh, but the ATO has some rules about sustenance, which they set out and enunciate in this particular ruling. And what they say is for it to qualify as eligible sustenance, yep. it must be hand food. Now, they use the terminology really? hand food. Hand food, okay. Now, I don't quite understand that because what you eat by hand, I may not eat by hand. Well, some but people eat, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hand food. So not we might soup, say sandwiches, um, you know, pizza. Yeah. Pizza, yeah, yeah. Maybe even sushi. Um, So, um, yeah, you you get the idea. What we would typically call finger food um, is what they're looking at to say it's sustenance and no alcohol. Because, of course, alcohol is not sustainable. Well, uh, some people say they work better on a glass of beer, Steve. (laughs) Um, But the 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 idea doesn't ascribe to that view. So, according to them, if there's alcohol involved, certainly you can't say it's sustenance. No. But no. sustenance is something that would never, ever be entertainment. And accountants would be familiar with the terminology. The terminology we use in the accounting sense is we call it employee amenities. 
Ah, okay. Employee and amenities. That's, re- that's really what sustenance is. Okay. Um, and so your coffee, your tea, your biscuits and so forth. Oh, I see. Um, right. That's essentially what that uh, conforms to. So yep. sustenance, never, ever entertainment. Okay. And yep. always deductible. Now, um, <clears throat> so in, in a kind of a similar scenario, but not yes. quite. Say uh, the boss says to the employees, look, five, after five o'clock, come and join me in the boardroom. We'll have yes. a few drinks. Yes. And he provides some chips. Now, obviously, yeah. that is entertainment. That is it? entertainment, okay. Steve. Okay. Um, now, you may still be able to get an income tax deduction for it on the basis that it may well represent a fringe benefit. Okay. If it's a fringe benefit, then that business may be able to claim a deduction for that cost anyway. Not because it is or is not entertainment. No, no. But because it is a fringe benefit. Benefit. Provided to staff. Correct. Okay. Right. So fringe benefits are deductible. There's another element that would never ever be entertainment. And this is food and drink relevant to a traveling employee. Oh, okay. So when I say traveling, Steve, I mean traveling overnight. Mm. So if I send one of my guys to Sydney to go and meet some clients down there, and he's staying in the hotel, and he's having food and drink there, and we're covering the cost of that, yep. that is never ever entertainment. Okay. Because he's a traveling employee. In fact, all bets are off for the traveling employee. Is that right? He can yeah. have as lavish and elaborate a meal yeah, as he right. wants to, <laughs> and he can have alcohol, Steve. He can have the so, lobster tail and a bottle of champagne. Right. And, well, all bets are off for traveling employees. Well, he's away from home, so. Correct. You know, yeah. And that's the logic, <laughs> yeah. I assume. And so, um, traveling employees, food and drink consumed mm-hmm. on travels, never have entertainment, therefore, always a deductible business cost. Expense, right, okay. Um, and so that's the framework within which we look at it. So if I go and look at a set of accounts for a business and I find pockets of these elements of expenditure, oh, yeah. I can often say, well, these would be deductible. Okay. And if it's deductible, you would be able to get the GST credit on these elements of expenditure. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. often accountants out there take a very conservative view on the entertainment account Okay. because everything is lumped in there. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah, say, well, if it's in that account, it's not deductible. Uh, it okay. might be quite, quite worth our while mm-hmm. to go and dig into that account and find these pockets of expenditure that okay. represent either the why, what, where, and when questioning uh, yeah, yeah. or sustenance or traveling employee expenditure, yeah. which would also always be deductible because yeah. it's not really viewed as being yeah, depending on the business and over the course of a year, it could add up to quite a bit that you've uh, Absolutely. neglected to claim So very client. often we, we shortchange our clients mm. because we take a, a more conservative view than perhaps we ought to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so it's one of those areas that I said in the uh, initial part of our discussion where there's a huge misconception about because there's certain nuances within it yep. that we don't really appreciate very often. Um, and if we do, and we school our clients accordingly, and well, say to our clients, listen, if we go to lunch, just have sandwiches and oranges. Yeah. Or yeah, just have yeah, a coffee. Yeah, yeah don't, don't have, go for the... Don't uh, go overboard. Don't go overboard. Um, and then, of course, the entire expenditure is just deductible. Well, it's a good it's thing not to, entertainment. And, and if you can um, educate your clients about that sort of thing, Absolutely. they can keep records accordingly. Absolutely. Yeah, and save you the, the heartache Absolutely. later on. Yeah, very And so, good. in the context of, you know, what we're going towards, we've just had uh, the Melbourne Cup. 
Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, except uh, in Melbourne, everywhere else, there were office parties. Oh, right, um, yeah. <laughs> and Melbourne is, of course, a public holiday, mm. um, and people don't necessarily go into the office, Steve. Um, but elsewhere, people have office parties. And, of course, you can't really say when the, the sparkling wine is flowing <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, the meal served up that yep. we're talking about sustenance. No, no. Necessarily. <laughs> so that would indeed be... Um, perhaps entertainment. Yep. But as I said to you before, if it represents a fringe benefit, then it may well still be deductible. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I'm not going to explore the fringe benefit equation too much because there are certain nuances within that as well no, because no. there are certain exemptions you can lay claim to yep. as a business. Um, but, yeah, I guess the, the purpose of our discussion today, Steve, is just to tease out to people that it's not as cut and dried as people think. No, this no. This question of entertainment. And it's a good point, that your point about being able to extract certain deductions Correct. for the client. And Absolutely. It's good. As you know, we keep our clients happy, they'll keep coming back and the That's more we right. can save That's them, the right. better. Steve. Yeah. And it gets even more pronounced than that, if I can just wrap up on my discussion, just to uh, add another element to the equation, another yep. layer to the uh, entertainment equation. So what we know now, Steve, based on what we just talked about, is that there are certain things that are not entertainment in the first place. Right. When we go through the why, what, when and where questioning and we fall outside the scope of entertainment, it's just a normal business because it's not entertainment. Yep. When we have a travelling employee overnight, it's not entertainment. When we have sustenance, it's not entertainment. Right. So then I say to myself, well, this goes beyond sustenance. This particular instance yep. goes beyond sustenance. It is not a travelling employee. And I fall outside the why, what, when, where and when questioning because it's quite lavish. Yeah. And so then I say, well, now it's entertainment. Okay. And now 32-5 kicks in to uh-huh. deny me the income tax deduction. Yep. But 32-5 gets interesting. Okay. Because within 32-5, that's the prohibition section mm-hmm. that stops you from getting a deduction. Yeah. Within that 32-5 house, there are rooms right. that if you find yourself within one of these rooms, you may still be able to get a deduction. Really? Even though it is now entertainment. So spell this so, out. This is interesting. Well, what are these rooms? <laughs> so one of the um, first rooms we have where I can escape the entertainment deduction prohibition mm-hmm. of 32-5, is a room called promotion and advertising. Okay. Yep. So if I provide food and drink, for example, in a product launch, yep. where we have a product launch, mm-hmm. uh, and I invite clients along and public along to come and hear about our new product, and I serve them up food and drink, even though there's alcohol involved, yep. the food and drink in that context will be fully deductible. Okay, good. Even though it goes beyond the realm of what would be entertainment. Yes, yeah. In, in other it is deductible because it re- is relevant and incidental yep. to a promotional or advertising event. So promotional and advertising, that's the key Correct. words there. Good, okay. And then there's a second room. And the second room is food and drink consumed incidental to your attendance at a seminar. Okay. So food and drink at a seminar is also deductible, even though it goes beyond... The why, what, where, and when, yep. even though it is, it is quite squarely into the box of entertainment, yep. if it relates to a seminar, it is fully deductible again. So it kicks you back out right, into nice. the deductible world. <laughs> um, and uh, so then I say to myself, what's a seminar? To be an mm. eligible seminar, it must go for at least four hours. Oh, really? Okay. So, so that's a time one of the requirements. There's okay. a time frame requirement. Time requirement, I should say. Correct. Yep. Um, and there's an added requirement to say, well, is it actually a seminar? 
So the word seminar is also defined, Steve. Okay. And the word seminar says, well, it must go for four hours, but seminar would actually be a workshop, a training session, mm-hmm. a conference, a lecture, a convention, and the one I really like, a business meeting. Okay. Is a seminar. Meeting. All right. It must just go for four hours. Okay. So this is one of the areas that people look to use when they have these conferences, if you will. Uh, I know there's been instances where what we had yesterday, someone would have a Melbourne Cup event. Oh, right. Um, and, of course, it wouldn't be a Melbourne Cup event, Steve. No, no. It would be would, a, a, a convention, <clears throat> but it would just happen to be on Melbourne Cup Day. Yep, yep. Um, but it goes for four hours. Yep. Um, and so it fits the requirements of a seminar. Yeah, it's just a seminar, and you can so, get a tax deduction. Yes, absolutely. Gosh, and after four hours of being entertained, I hope, <laughs> hope the employer provides a taxi home. <laughs> That's so, interesting. That's so very interesting. Yes, so there are some nuances there that mm. people don't often appreciate yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of what gives you a deductible outcome. So these, these are more things that a practitioner can delve into in the books absolutely. to extract out another uh, absolutely. deduction. Absolutely, without yeah. taking a ultra-conservative view. Yeah. And saying the entire expenditure in that entertainment account is non-deductible. Yep. There yeah. would be pockets within there where you could tease out one or more yeah, yeah. of these particular exceptions. Very good. All right. Excellent. Oh, well, Peter, that was very educational, I must say. And I, I know our listeners will be uh, have to play that again, I think, because there's a few things to pick up on, especially I don't know how you remember the legislative uh, references, but the, well, that's your job, I suppose. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners. Please come back next week. 